What's up, guys? Welcome back to Real Conservative Talk. Before I start, remember, go subscribe. There's a little button on the bottom right-hand corner of your screen with the RCT uh, podcast logo. Just tap it. Hit subscribe. It helps. Now, by the way, big announcement. Dr. Brian Artis of the Snake Venom COVID Theory will be on my show on May 10th. Anyone that's watched the channel knows that, you know, how I feel about that. But I invited him on, and I hope to have a great conversation with him. Um, you know, I'll keep an open mind. I have been very critical of his theory. But on May 10th, uh, we'll have that episode. We're going to do about an hour recording, and he will be on here, and I'm going to ask him questions. If you have any questions you want me to ask, submit them to me, uh, and, and I'll ask him for you. I have a lot of different points to make in today's video, and I hopefully can clearly portray them because there's a lot of statistics I want to throw out. I want to clear a lot of this stuff up about student loans. Why am I going to talk about student loans? Well, if you didn't know, today Joe Biden talked about how he is considering eliminating a good amount of the student loan debt. Now, this is nothing new. We know that Biden ran on this platform, and it almost could be expected, right? He did say, in his defense, that he's not going to go the full $50,000 like people want him to. But it seems like it's going to be more than $10,000. So I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to play this clip, and then we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about why this is a absolutely crazy, stupid idea. Tony Leader Schumer said yesterday that you're, quote, getting closer to using executive authority to cancel up to $50,000 in uh, student loan debt. Can you confirm that? What exactly are you looking to uh, plan to do here in the coming You mean my months? spokesman said that? Majority Leader Schumer. Yeah. Um, look, uh, number one, uh, one first thing we did was reform the system that was in place that didn't work for anybody that allowed people to write off debt if they engaged in public service. We have almost a million, 785, don't hold me the exact number, I'll get the number, 700 and some thousand have had debt forgiven, their whole debt forgiven because of their work, working in either as teachers or other means by which they qualify. And we continue to make that easier. Secondly, I am considering dealing with some debt reduction. I am not considering $50,000 debt reduction, but I'm in the process of taking a hard look at whether or not there are going to, there will be additional debt forgiveness, and uh, I'll have an answer on that in the next couple of weeks. Okay, so he is considering getting rid of I a lot of considering oh, getting rid of a lot of the debt. What does this mean? So let me give you some statistics because there's a very big misconception that has been laid out by our elected officials with the names of AOC and that whole squad about how much of a crisis student loan debt is. First of all, 92% of student loans are owned by the federal government. This happened in 2010. All right? There were some legislation that I'll go into here in a second that will probably end up blowing your mind if you didn't know this, uh, but it made it to where 92% of student loan debt is federalized. They cut the banks out of the, the process of being the middleman. This apparently, which I believe it did, saved the government a bunch of money. Somewhere, 
Damn Siri. Somewhere around $57 billion, I think it was. Now, the average interest rate that the government borrows at, or that they're paying currently on their debt, is 1.5%. The reason I bring that up is because for the government to own 92% of the student loan debt, that means that they are lending out 92% of that student loan debt. If they're lending it out, that means that the government had to borrow the funds to lend out. The government is borrowing it at, like I said, an average of about 1.5% currently. And the average federal student loan for an undergrad is 3.73%. For a graduate student, it's 5.28%. And for a postgrad, like a doctorate or a professional degree, like to be a doctor, is 6.28%. So... When in 2010, when they federalized this, they were borrowing uh, that money at about 2.8% and then lending it out to student borrowers at 6.8%. They were marking it up 4%. Why would they mark it up? Why? Because the government is making a profit from the student loans. Now, why would the government want to make a profit, right? If they're borrowing it, why don't they just, if they had the right idea or the, they really cared about the students, right? And wanted to provide opportunity. Why wouldn't they just let them borrow it at whatever the rate that the government's borrowing it at. And just force them to pay the, the debt back. Well, because what else passed in 2010? The Affordable Care Act. Yes, Obamacare. Go back and read this. I'll post links in, my, in the description. This is not a lie. Student loan debt, the interest that is being paid back is helping subsidize Obamacare. Here's a graph. Let me show you this. Here's a graph shows the historical average federal student loan debt. Now, this is all the student loan debt, and then the the red line is the undergraduate. The undergraduate would be, again, that's your first four-year degree. All right, all would include the uh, doctorate and graduate degrees. If the government is able to federalize student loans, that means that they have control on how much they lend out. They can lend more money out. Therefore, they can have more people going to college. Look at what year this starts to skyrocket. Starting in 2010. The government had an incentive because it helped subsidize Obamacare. And they were marking up interest rates to lend money out to people to go to school. The guy that you see right now, Joe Biden, was a part of the the administration that has created this problem. Yes, there were student loans prior to 2010. Yes, there were federal student loans prior to 2010. But they actually uh, went at a very stable rate. And in 2010, as you just saw in that graph, it completely skyrockets and takes off. The majority of borrowers are undergraduates. However... The majority of the debt is actually owned by graduate and postgraduate students. Roughly 56 to 60% of the total student loan debt is owned by graduate and postgraduate students. Why is that important? Okay. AOC and the squad and all them, all these politicians that you hear about complaining about how much of a crisis this student loan debt situation is, say that canceling student loan debt would allow the lower class or the low income earners that you know, weren't able to find a job with their degree and have this debt as such a burden in their lives, it would help them out, right? No. Because 
they, the lower class, the lowest income, 40% of households, hold just under 20% of the student loans, and they only make 10% of the total payments. Why? Because most payments are driven by income. Yes, you get income-driven plans to help pay back your student loans. If you're not making over a certain amount of money, you don't even pay anything back at all. The average graduate student debt is 141.8% higher than the average debt. All right? You choose to go to graduate school. You choose to go to college. Which means you chose voluntarily to take on the debt. So that's one reason why you should pay it back right there. Here's the other thing. They talk about how uh, black students have more debt and are an average like 12.5% uh, or sorry, their loans are 12.5% more when they start repaying them than the amount they borrowed. But for white students, their loans were like 10% less than what they borrowed four years after school. Here's why. There is a higher percentage of black students that are actually going into graduate uh, degrees, programs, and, and higher learning than there are as a proportionate to the white students. Let me clear that up. There are more of a percentage of the black student population going to do a graduate degree or a doctorate degree than there are a proportionate amount of white students that are getting the the higher learning degrees, right? The majority of the white students are getting their four-year degree and they're immediately going into the workforce, which means that they're immediately going to start paying on those loans. Since for the black students, which I'm not saying this is fine, right? Like, I'm, I'm glad they're pursuing education. Like, I'm not hitting them. I'm just giving you the numbers. When they go into a graduate degree, they are actually deferring paying the student loans from their undergraduate even longer, which means not making any payments and then deferring it, which means interest is accruing. It's a simple concept of compound interest that you get when you take out loans and you don't pay on them. It's just math. And they're also taking out more debt to go into the graduate program, which is more expensive. It's not a racial thing. It's just a numbers thing. That's it. The fact that they're trying to make it a racial thing is bullshit. 3% of adults with a professional or doctorate degree hold 20% of the student loans. The median income in these households are twice as high as the overall median income. They make an average of $106,000 per year versus $47,000, and this was in 2019. So 3% of adults with a professional or doctorate degree, if you have a professional or doctorate degree, you're usually making a lot of money. As you see, the overall median is $106,000 a year. They own 20% of the student loan debt. 20%. They're also paying like... I, it was some crazy number. Let me see if I have it here. But they're paying like 40% of the, the total payments. So if you cancel student loan debt, the only people you're actually helping are the people that you're trying to take from and tax more, right? You're only letting the people making more money that are actually paying more towards the debt that they have, you're letting them off the hook. You're not helping the lower class. You're not helping the low-income earners that have this debt because they're not paying anything. Think about this. If you have 
$50,000 in debt, but you're not making a payment because you're not making enough money. I don't know what the monthly payment would be. I think the average loan is between 20 and 25 years, let's say. Uh, so I'm just going to throw a number. Let's just say it's $300 a month or $350 a month you were going to pay. The idea that AOC and, again, Biden and all them are throwing out here is that canceling this debt is going to allow them to go and buy a home or whatever, right? So, first of all, the idea that you're going to cancel one debt to go take on another debt is stupid. The idea that you're going to cancel a $50,000 debt with a $350 a month payment to go buy a fucking house that costs $300,000 with a you know, $1,500 to $2,000 a month mortgage, if you couldn't pay the $350 a month back, why do you think you can afford a $1,500 to $2,000 a month mortgage? You won't. It's not going to make a difference. Again, it's just financial common sense. AOC, I watched her talk. She, uh, a while ago, had a house floor meeting where she said, I think she has around $17,000 in student loan debt. This was like her second year being a representative. She makes $175,000 a year. If you have $17,000 in student loan debt and you make $175,000 a year, I don't care what state you live in or whether you live in D.C., which is in the state. I don't care how high their taxes are. You should be able to write a check after two years of working to pay off that debt like that. By the way, AOC drives a Tesla. So if you can go buy a $50,000 Tesla, but you can't pay off a $17,000 student loan debt bill, and then you want to complain about how it needs to be forgiven and how much of a toll it's taken on your life, screw you. That's just financial financial irresponsibility is what that is. Financial stupidity. Financial incompetence. That's what that is. By the way, I work in financial planning. And if I had a client who had $17,000 in student loan debt, assuming they only had nothing else as a debt, they should easily be able to pay $17,000 off. At least in two years. It should not be any problem. But it makes you wonder, well, if you can't, if you can't pay off $17,000, well, what other debt have you taken out? Oh, you went and bought a $50,000 Tesla. Oh, you also went and bought a half a million dollar condo. Why didn't you just pay off the $17,000 first and wait a year? It's not going to benefit anyone. The only thing it's going to do is increase inflation on everybody else, by the way. And the taxpayers are going to have to be on the hook for it. Here's the other thing. If you, can't, if you start canceling student loan debt, what do you do for the students that haven't graduated yet, that are currently starting to t- you know, take out debt, or the high school students who are going to go to college and take out debt to go to college? If you're not putting in legislation to make college, let's say, free, you're just going to allow them to take out debt only to cancel that debt and not have them pay it? What... what? Does that make sense? Okay, so the colleges charge money. We get it. So we're going to cancel student loan debt for the people who need to pay it that have already graduated, got their degree, great. Then you have these people coming up. You haven't put any legislation in to make college free. So you're going to have them go and take out debt, pay the college, 
Then when they graduate, we'll just cancel a big portion of that too. And it's just going to be a recurring theme until you get legislation passed to make college free. <laughs> Am I missing something here? Here's the people I feel bad for. I feel bad for the people that actually did it the right way, that leveraged that college degree and are making good money and have paid off their loans or paid down half their loans and have taken the responsibility you know, to, to pay back the money that they borrowed. You don't expect anyone to cancel your car debt or your mortgage debt. I don't know. Maybe there are some people, right? Here's the thing. A car is a depreciating asset. So we think that is going to drive consumer uh, spending by canceling student loan debt so they can go buy a car. So we're going to allow them to not pay on something that should have been leveraged as an investment in their life to go buy a depreciating, really a liability, not even an as a depreciating asset. It's a liability. Just in the name of consumer spending. Why? Because the government gets a sales tax on when you go buy the car. And you don't get to deduct the interest you're paying on the car loan, but you do deduct the interest you're paying on your student loans. Think about that. They want to cancel this because they know that the majority of people that are actually making payments are the higher income households. And those higher income households are actually deducting the interest that they're paying on the student loans from their taxes and their income. So they're kind of getting a tax break out of it. So if they go and they cancel the student loan debt, well, you know, we're not really making a lot of money from this anyway, even though it's supposed to subsidize Obamacare. Uh, we'll just cancel it. They don't pay anything, which means that they're not going to be able to deduct that interest on their student loans. Which means that they're going to be able to pay more in taxes because they have higher income now. And we're going to earn the revenue that way. Same goes for everybody else. It's a, Look, you think they're giving it back to you in one end, but they're just taking it away on another. That's simply how this works. Do you really think they would do something if they weren't getting something out of it? No. They don't do things from the goodness of their heart. They're the ones that created the problem in the first place. But, you know, is it a problem? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't decided if student loan debt is a problem. You know why? Because, again, based off the statistics, and I know there's a lot of uh, conflicting views on should you go to college, should you not go to college. But based on the statistics... A high school graduate with no college degree, the average earnings is around $619 per week. An undergraduate degree, the average earnings is about $1,305 per week. So it doubles. By the way, what is $1,305 per year? Uh, so multiply that by 52. I don't know. It's I think it's somewhere in the ballpark of $75,000 to $80,000 a year. You know, and, and then subtract taxes. $619 a week would be half of that, so 40, 30 something thousand a year. You're going to tell me that another $40,000 a year in income isn't worth taking on $40,000 in debt? You have one $40,000 debt payment that's going to increase your income up front $40,000 per year. 
By the way, if you go get a graduate degree, it increases it to about $1,445 per week. And if you have a doctorate degree, it gets up to about $1,885 per week earnings. But my problem when we start talking about this administration is we already have, what, 8.5% inflation as of March? I don't know what it's going to be here in April. But it's rising. And they continue want to want to just put more money out there. They want to spend however many trillions of dollars in the Build Back Better plan. They want to cancel a trillion dollars in student loan debt, which puts it back out into the, the economy, right? They just want to put more, 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 and they're not taking any more in. By the way, the way they have to take more in is by increasing taxes, not just on the upper class, but everybody. Oh, but they promise they won't raise taxes on the lower middle class. Bullshit. They have to. If they want to keep going with this ambitious uh, type of legislation, they have to increase taxes. They have no choice. If they don't, our dollar will be worth nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, you know, that's my rant for today. We can keep on arguing about the statistics. I got them all right here. All right. Bring it. Because this isn't a problem. All right. It's the problem is that we don't teach people when they go to college to leverage the time that they're in college. Utilize it as an investment. That's what it is. It's an investment. But they think it's not. They want to go do gender studies. And there's no fucking job offering anything in gender studies. I'm sorry. That's not a legitimate degree. Underwater firefighting is not a legitimate degree. The water fucking takes care of it. <laughs> if you're if you're taking out a debt, a $100,000 loan to go uh, do gender studies, I, I think you should have to pay that back within five years. That's your fault. That is your fault. Yeah, I get, you know, oh, well, I want to do something I'm passionate about. Great. Then go start a business somewhere, you know, and, and here's the other thing, too, and I do have a problem with this. Why is it that we will give money to go allow someone to waste on a degree, a bullshit degree, but we don't give money to allow them to try and start a business, to immediately go and try and have an impact in the economy? Well, for one, a lot of the business loans are given out by private banks and are underwritten by private banks. The student loans are given out by the government. The government doesn't care how they spend money or waste money or anything. It doesn't matter to them. That's why. There's your answer to that question. But it is wrong. I think it should be flipped. So, again, that's my rant for today. Uh, go subscribe, please. And I should be back on tomorrow.